I am David Walsby, Executive Director of the PTSD Foundation of America. Can you tell me about the foundation? Uh, I would love to. Uh, we uh, started our mission in 2009, trying to help some veterans here in the Houston area who are dealing with combat-related post-traumatic stress. And um, we are a peer-to-peer -peer organization. That is one veteran who is helping the next veteran come home and dealing with the mental health and the uh, diagnosis of combat-related PTSD. Uh, we opened in 2012 the residential program of our program, which is uh, Camp Hope. Uh, that runs for anywhere from six months to a year and a half, close to two years, depending on what's going on uh, specifically with that veteran. But everything we do is absolutely free for the veteran and their family, no charge to them at all. And uh, trying to do everything we can to help save uh, a veteran from some of the very dark statistics that result from war. What inspired you to take on this mission? You know, in 2009 here in Houston, the statistics were uh, one out of every three adult homeless persons in Houston was a Viet, uh, was a uh, uh, military veteran. The VA was telling us we were losing 14 veterans every day to suicide, which uh, both of those numbers have changed dramatically since then. Uh, but it was just, you know, we were coming home from Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, the numbers were overwhelming and it was obvious something had to be done. Uh, so we, we wanted to see if we could save one life. That was it. And then since you started it, have you seen the discussion of suicide prevention uh, come to light a little more? Well, you know, there's a little bit more talk about suicide prevention, uh, a little bit more about mental health. Uh, there's still an awful lot of misunderstanding, misperception about PTSD and what it actually is and what it does to a veteran. Um, but yes, there, uh, you know, if you'd asked, if you'd done a man on the street interview in 2009 uh, about PTSD, they would have looked at you like, uh, you know, what are you talking about? Can we even talk about that on, uh, on <laughs> you know, on TV or Internet or or radio? Uh, so a lot has changed since 2009. Not all of it necessarily for the good, uh, I, I would tell you. But, uh, yes, a lot has changed uh, in those, whatever that is, 14 years. Uh, the truth of the matter is we're still losing way too many people yeah. to, to mental health and to suicide. And, and, and suicide is the numbers, I think, that people see, seem to keep running to. But there's a number of other issues, including legal issues, divorces, relationships of any kind uh, that result from combat-related post-traumatic stress. Uh, so we have a long, long, long way to go. Uh, but we're doing everything we can to, to help one veteran at a time. What does it mean to you when you're talking to uh, homeless veterans and just trying to help them? You know, in in 2023, where we're at today, uh, for a veteran to be homeless, they pretty much have to choose to be. Uh, the VA, um, 
uh, HUD, so many different organizations, uh, government and non-government organizations have worked very, very hard to eradicate veteran homelessness. In fact, a number of years ago, <laughs> the, uh, di- uh, the director of the Veterans Administration showed up in Houston, had a press conference here in Houston with the mayor stating that w- they had eradicated homelessness in, in Houston, which is the furthest thing from the truth. Uh, it's just it's ridiculous that they would even say such a thing. But that's what they said. Uh, anyway, uh, for veterans today, there are many, many options and many opportunities to help them go forward. Uh, not all are necessarily great options, but they are better than uh, you know, living under a bridge or living in the Sam Houston forest, whatever it may be, there are plenty of options. Uh, so for a veteran to be homeless today, they pretty much have to choose to be, uh, which some of them, they just don't want to abide by rules of whatever, uh, nonprofit they're going to, to, you know, whether there's a, a homeless shelter or, or whatever, they pretty much have to choose to be homeless today. Uh, but what I would say to them is there, there is hope. There are opportunities out there for them uh, to have a better life, to enjoy having a place to live, a, a bed, a roof over their head, uh, food to eat. There, there's plenty of opportunities out there today. And I, I would hope they would choose one of those options, whether it's us or anybody else, find an option that works for you that's better, that's healthier than living in the self-medicated uh, life that's leading to no place good. And you do so much to help people, but what do you do to help your own mental health? Mine personally, uh, you know, truthfully, it, 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 I will, I will be honest. It is a very difficult, uh, uh, stressful uh, journey that we are on. We are trying to save some veterans who are, you know, they're trained to kill. First of all, as military veterans, um, they, for the most part, don't think that they are the ones that need help. It's the rest of the world that's all gone mad. And uh, so what we tr- what we endeavor to do is, uh, is a unique niche in this world. Uh, but the fact that we are able to uh, help some veterans to get to a better place, and we've had over 1,800 veterans come through our residential program, many of them choose to uh, involve themselves, whether it's with us or other nonprofits, uh, to serve other veterans and to watch that take place, uh, to see a veteran turn their life around, uh, regain their family or start a new family, a new purpose in their life. Uh, To see those things happen, that is my personal uh, energy I guess you would say fuel for, for getting up and doing the next day Uh, because we have lost, you know, of course, along the way we've lost some veterans that we've tried to help, but by far uh, almost all of them have found a better life. 
and watching that happen is uh is is all i need for the energy to get up and do it again the next day you touched on it a little bit in the beginning but can you tell me about some of your programs sure so what we are is a peer-to-peer organization that's our dna so that's one better in helping the next so if someone's familiar with for instance um Alcoholics Anonymous or any kind of support group, divorce recovery, you know, what, what, whatever it may happen to be. We run support groups and that's how we started helping one veteran at a time in a support group environment. Uh, everybody in that group, a shared experience, combat related post traumatic stress. Then, uh, three years later, we opened the residential program, uh, that we call Camp Hope. And that's where we bring veterans in from anywhere in the world, any military uh, branch, any era of war. We have uh, multiple Vietnam veterans with us today. Obviously, most of the guys are Iraq or Afghanistan vets, but we have we have uh, vets from every every place in the world. You know, including places that most people don't even know we were at uh, as military. Uh, but if it's combat related, you're invited into our program and it's all free. Our program runs, we say it's six to eight months. Uh, however, some guys are with us up to, you know, I think our one of our most recent graduates was with us for about 18 months. Uh, it's very uh, individualized. Uh, it depends on a number of factors, including uh, many of the guys that come to us have multiple mental health diagnoses. Might be traumatic brain injury, might be uh, uh, manic depressive, bipolar, any number of things. Uh, but when they come into our program, we deal with literally everything in their life. And uh, what to me was a little bit surprising in the early days of our program at Camp Hope is most of the guys that come through us, uh, through our programs, have had uh, some type of childhood trauma, uh, whether it was, uh, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, abuse, sexual abuse, uh, whatever it may happen to be. There was a lot of trauma before these guys went to war. Uh, you add on to that the trauma of war. And then the trauma of coming home. And, you know, it's no wonder we're losing so many veterans every single day to suicide. Uh, but that's what we do. It's it's a peer-to-peer program. We do a number of other things. We, uh, we have licensed clini- clinicians on our campus that these veterans meet with at least once a week while they're in our program. Uh, so it's a very multifaceted, fully encompassing change your life program uh, and they get to to be exposed to a number of different opportunities and uh, therapies including you know emdr uh, uh, equine therapy art therapy there's a number of things they're exposed to while they're with us and with the peer-to-peer how important is it for veterans to talk to people who are going through similar situations you know, there's there's no way to overstate how important uh, that it's peer-to-peer. So we've had a number of veterans, for instance, come into our program who have for a number of years shot away from uh, going to the VA for any kind of help. 
and we encourage them. Hey, look, you know, there's a number of opportunities, both for you, for your family members that are very beneficial through the VA. You should, you, you need to at least engage with them, work on whatever uh, maybe your potential benefits are. And they go to the VA and they deal with somebody that's, you know, it's just, they've never seen anything outside of the classroom and they start going through, you know, their experience in war and what happened and whether it's intentional or not, many of the vets feel like they're being judged by somebody who's never been there, who's never understood it, who's never lost, you know, a brother or sister or somebody in combat. And they feel very judged by all that. And it's very, very detrimental to their go forward. Uh, so the fact that we are peer-to-peer when they walk into our program, when they call us on our crisis line, we have a crisis line that's answered by a combat vet. When they make connection with us, whatever the means, from the very beginning, they are dealing with somebody who's been there and who's smelled all that, lost all that, experienced all that. And they feel safe in talking with someone that has that shared experience. So the fact that we are peer-to-peer is absolutely 100% critical to the success uh, of our programs and, more importantly, the success of the veteran who is in some level of crisis. How does it feel for you that you are making a difference? <laughs> you know, I, I, I tell folks often, I kind of laugh, but I'm the least important part or person in the organization. Uh, but what we do get to see, um, again, having some 1,800 vets come through our program, uh, there's a guy, uh, a Marine, that came into our program probably four years ago, I'm going to guess. Um, he's got his children back in his life. He has a great job. Uh, when he came into our program, he was facing uh, 16 different felony uh, accusations and court issues. He has his life back, and it's incredible. Uh, you know, his his uh, former wife has gone off into her own addiction and self-medicating in life. But when you get to see these guys not just live, but, I mean, actually function and do well in society and be a positive force in their communities, most particularly in their family's life, their children's life, you know, if I could do what I do for free, if I was an independently wealthy man, I'd be happy to do it because it's incredible to see uh, individuals who, for all rights and purposes, should either be dead or in jail, one or the other. Uh, not only live, but truly be a force of, of good in their family and in their community's life. It's, it's just an amazing opportunity to get to see life change uh, on a level that most people will never get to see. And I, I get a front row seat to see it happen literally every single day. It, it, it's an amazing thing that we get to see at Camp Hope. 
Where do you want to see the foundation in, say, the next three to five years? You know, what we would really like to see is uh, more locations, more opportunities. Uh, we have... <laughs> We have over 100 combat vets living with us on our campus today from all across the country, uh, and we're full. I mean, we are really, really full, but our commitment is we'll never say no uh, to someone who's in crisis. So the replication of what we do is critical because uh, we're losing, again, we're losing up to 44 veterans every single day, according to statistics, which those numbers are alarming. Uh, they're shocking. And if they continue, uh, it's it's devastating to our nation to lose uh, so many of our men and women who have served in, in, in our nation's military forces. Uh, so we have got to multiply uh, in our residential program, also in our uh, our support groups that we run across the country or in a number of cities across the country right now. But we need to be literally everywhere veterans are. And we are, you know, through technology, you can just jump yeah. on a Zoom. But it's so much more effective if we can be uh, in a room together and let you know, hey, this isn't just talk. This isn't just a nice brochure or a super cool PSA. We are literally here to help you change your life, whatever that may mean. Uh, and that, that just takes a lot of manpower and manpower costs money. How can people reach out and learn more? So I always encourage people, obviously, our website and social media uh, websites, PTSDUSA.org, uh, social media, Facebook and Twitter uh, is PTSDUSA, post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSDUSA. Uh, I think on Instagram, we're PTSD Foundation, something like that. Uh, but if they'll just look for us and share us and follow us, uh, social media is more of a day to day than the website is. Uh, but in, you know, any of the events that we uh, are a part of, many of them are fundraisers done by other organizations. But each and every one of those become uh, awareness opportunities, and that's my number one call. We want every veteran, every family member of a veteran to know we're here. It's so many times we hear of a veteran after they've become a statistic. We want to meet that veteran. We want to meet that veteran's family before they become a statistic. Uh, so the awareness issue, opportunities like this to, to, to talk to, to your listeners, the folks that follow you, are critical to us because somebody who's listening to this know somebody uh, that has a, a family member or, you know, they, they're a friend of a veteran who's really, really struggling. And we want them to know there is an option for their veteran and it's absolutely free. We just need to get in contact with them uh, so that we can do everything we can to help them get to a better place in life. Uh, so again, our website and our social media are absolutely crucial to helping uh, mitigate what's going on in our veteran community right now. 